we have Allie Catherine with us from June St. George. Hello, Allie Catherine. How are you? Hello, Faith. I'm doing well. How are you? Great. I'm very excited to introduce others to June St. George. Can you give me a quick overview of what your company is about? Sure. So June St. George is a place to create and curate uh, truly bespoke pieces for your home. So you can go online and design your own rug or pillow and see it come to life on our real-time rendering design your own tool that we created to make the process like really easy and fun. So you can go on and select your base design for your rug and pillow, choose the material, you get to add in all the colors and see it come to life as you do. And then you can personalize it with like a monogram or a family crest, or even add like a handwritten note. Um, and then you can select your size and we do all sorts of custom sizes and everything is handmade um, for just for you. So our goal is to create family heirlooms that celebrate like a bespoke life and something that you can pass down for generations to come. Customize like a few things like you can alter the size or a color here and there. But with bespoke, no piece of, uh, you know, for example, our rugs are uh, started. Nothing is started until you place the order and we've gone over the final rendering and everything. So bespoke, it's every single element is completely customized for the client. So it's kind of, we always compare it to a men's suit because that's kind of where the word came from in England was bespoke men's suits. Um, and so with men's suits, um, you can buy something off the rack and pick your size. And that's kind of like the normal thing. And then sometimes they allow you to customize it. Like you can go pick out a color and they'll order for it in that color. But then bespoke is where they go in and they take every body measurement and you get to pick the lining and the where the button placement is and how the cuff is and how the lapel lies and all that kind of stuff. So and then and then the piece is created, then the pattern is created for them. Um, so it's not just going and adding a monogram to an item. It's not just picking from three colorways. It's truly taking it down to all the way down to the ground and saying, okay, now we're going to build your piece up and then we'll start production on the piece. So it is like customized to the max. I love that. And bespoke is such, um, it's such a precious word because we don't get to hear it that much. It's very rare that someone gets to have something so custom made in this day and age, you really have to dig and search for it. But exactly. can we back up for us? Tell me about your upbringing. Like, where did you grow up? Yeah. So I'm very Southern. <laughs> my grandparents and parents are both from uh, Mississippi. And then my sister and I were born in Louisiana. So I have a little Cajun in me. And then we lived in Texas for part of my childhood. Kentucky, <laughs> Yes. Uh, and then Kentucky for a very short while. And then now North Carolina's home. And so I'm very, very close with my family. Um, and so we all live in Raleigh. And my best friend is my older sister. We have three dogs. Um, I have June Sailor, which is mine, Reagan, which is my sister's, and then Moon Pie, which is my parents'. But Those they're, are, they're oh, all they're so cute. Yeah, they're all so close. We call them all sisters instead of cousins. 
And it's either like my sister has all three or I have all three. Like everybody kind of travels as a group. And then um, I went to school in North Carolina at High Point University and I have BS in interior design. And I also attended Central St. Martin's, which is part of the University of Arts London. Um, and that's kind of where I found my love of textiles and learned a lot of techniques and really got the experience that started to shape my love for rugs and started to give me that idea. So you've traveled a lot. I have. My goal pre-COVID was to always travel to more countries than my age. And I was going to succeed with that for my 30th birthday by going to um, Spain. And of course, COVID interrupted that. But hopefully next year, my plan is to catch up (laughs) and do some more traveling and, and catch up with my age there. Oh, I love that. So where do you want to travel next? So I want to go to Spain since I didn't get to do that for my 30th birthday. It's kind of like a makeup trip. Um, And then, you know, I studied in London and I feel like there's just like a piece of me still there. So I'd love to go there again. It's just been, um, it's been a while. I would say like eight years maybe since I've been to London. Um, So I'd love to visit there again. I've been to Paris, but very briefly. It was like 48 hours maybe. So I'd love to go there again. So Spain, Portugal, just anywhere. I'm always open. I, I, you know, I want to go to Iceland someday. I mean, my list is always growing, but Spain and Portugal are, and um, London and Paris are like on the definite 2023 list. So already kind of planning those out. (laughs) I'm going to assume that your travel inspires you with your designs because you come up with the designs and then you have guest designers. Yeah. So So we have, yeah, we have the collaborations. And then everything else that you see that's not a collaboration is all hand-drawn and hand-rendered site today. Because I know, I mean, I've been following you forever. I love, I've been obsessed with the rugs forever. I was so excited when you said you would come on the podcast. And then I thought, well, I've been wanting a rug. Why don't I just go buy one? And then I went on your website and I could not, for the life of me, decide which one I would want. I'm like, oh, this one is cute. Oh, I like that one. Oh, I like that one. And I'm talking about the ones that were all like already ones for me to choose from, not even the ones that I would get to, to create myself. Mm-hmm. And then I noticed you had Willa Hart and I'm like, oh my gosh, how can I not buy a rug and it not be Willa Hart? So then I looked, started looking at her. I mean, how I just have, how did you get started? St. George, was this an idea that you had in college? You have, you have your design degree, but what was your, you know, your thought process when you were young versus now? to where you are once I kind of like committed to interior design I very quickly learned that there are so many facets to design so I really wanted to explore those and one of the experiences that I did have in college was um, being in High Point North Carolina we have the largest furniture and textile market that happens you know twice a year so for textile markets uh, I did the trend banks for IT Maine the last two years Um, And so just kind of exposing myself to the textile world and kind of how it merges with the interior design world, um, that's kind of where it started to shape. And then I just wanted to find a way to celebrate family traditions in this like beautiful and meaningful manner and to have 
these thoughtful and curated designs and rugs are so grounding to a room and they have such an impact on the room. And it's such a missed opportunity to tell the story and to express yourself and to honor your family. That's kind of where the rugs kind of came into play because it blends this textile world and this interior design world so seamlessly. So kind of talking about like the designs and the Southern and my travels, I do blend that global inspiration for my world travels with my Southern heritage to create the collections. And so it's a piece of my story and my heart into the collection with lots and lots of room for the clients to layer in their personality. So that's kind of where the monogram comes into play. And so that's kind of, you know, the backbone of, of where June St. George started was that nobody was doing these personalized monogram rugs. No, they're not. Yeah. And and actually where I kind of came up with that idea is when I was at the V&A in London and Victoria and Albert had this intertwined monogram of this V and A and it's all over the museum. And it was just such, it's a, it's a work of art. It's not just, you know, a monogram. It's just beautiful cipher. And I love Queen Victoria anyway. So it just all kind of just blended together with this idea to create these bespoke, but affordable price point rugs where you're not the starting price isn't ten thousand dollars to walk into a rug store and create something from scratch like we're offering so that's kind of like well I want to make this experience of designing a rug and getting to put your story into it but a little bit more affordable than they have been previously while still maintaining that quality so that they can be heirlooms and they can you know last forever and the client can you know, be a designer and work with the designer and have that experience. So that's okay. If, you know, somebody has got a little bit of a hesitation to and connect with you and you'll help them navigate. That. Oh yes. Yes, definitely. So I always say like, explore on the tools, see what you like, explore, you know, what you're attracted to and all that kind of stuff. But if you were just stuck, like a hundred percent reach out to me that sometimes that's my favorite when people just say, I don't know. And they can send me photos of their space that they're thinking of. They can send me, you know, samples. They can, and then I'll send photos back and I can send the actual wool palms of the colors that they're thinking of so they can Mm -hmm. view them in person. You know, my background is in interior design. So walking into a space and starting something from scratch, that's what I've been trained to do. So I'm just applying this, you know, degree exclusively to rug. So I do have this experience. So clients can be as involved in the process as they want to be, because I feel like with, with this fast, you know, instant gratification culture, we're very removed from the process of the creation of our pieces. But when we're working with bespoke, we're making something just for that client. So I want the client to be a part of the experience of start to finish, picking Mm -hmm. their colors, picking everything, picking things from their home and putting their heart into it. And, you know, I mean, just intertwining meaningful motifs. I had a client in New Orleans and her family's been in, you know, New Orleans for generations. And she said, I just wish there was a way to honor that in the rugs. And I just didn't see anything on your website. And I was like, well, what do you want? And she's like, I would just love Florida Lee's in them. I was like, done. So we took the Tivoli collection and we created these small fleur de lis and we placed them into the corners and then, you know, used her family cipher and, you know, her monogram and 
now it's this piece that is connected to her family. It's not just something she went on the internet and bought. It's something <laughs> that is going to be passed down for generations. And it's actually funny too, and kind of the opposite one of this, I had this client who collects roosters. Yes. And she, and I mean, she has tons. She sent me pictures of her kitchen and she has tons and tons of roosters, beautiful, like hand painted ones. I mean, really kind of a unique collection. And then she sent me this one picture and she's like, this is my favorite rooster. And so we took that and took his silhouette. And she said, I want to create a Christmas rooster rug. So uh, we created a red and green and she wanted a black background rooster cute. rug with Santa hats on. And I was like, this is crazy. And I love it. And like, yes. where else are you going to get a rooster rug with Santa hats? And she is just thrilled. It just came in. She already has it for the holidays. I mean, it's just so fun. So, I mean, we can start from scratch with the designs. The website's only a starting point. We can take existing designs and tweak them and add things. And so, I mean, we can just completely blend the process out. And so once the client places an order on the website, even if they're, you know, just, just going straight through the website, they found something they love. Um, I still go over the order, make edits that need to make any notes. Um, I hand place the monogram because it's not just about like throwing the letters on there. It's right. about scaling it, looking at how they interact, looking at how it interacts with the design, where the curves are. Do I need to tweak this? Do I need to tweak that? It, you know, it's not just like pulling letters, you know, it's not like a type in and then your letters appear kind of thing. Um, it's really about, uh, you know, making sure that it blends well with the design. So that happens after the client places their order. Then I send them the final rendering with these edits and these notes. And then if they approve, and then we work on it from there back and forth and then they approve it. And then we start production because I want to make sure that this is the piece of their dreams and that what they're thinking and what they're seeing on the website is what the end result is going to be. Because I do this every day and this is, you know, their first or second rug. So I just want to make sure glad that you said is perfect. Well, I'm glad you said something about the monogram because anybody that's obsessed with brands will know that the fonts and what letters you choose will make the placement kind of wonky. And so yes. the fact that you and you have the, the thought process to go, okay, this is not what it's going to look like. I'm going to hand place it and make sure exactly. this is the correct monogram and the right um, scale and the right width, uh, so, you know, with each of the letters. Exactly. Even and, spaced and, and layered properly. That makes a difference because when you go to Pottery it, Barn and you plug in your letters, we know what happens. Yes. It doesn't end well. It doesn't it end doesn't. well. So I'm glad. Sometimes you got to add a curl here or take away a curl here or you know, accent something a little different or add a little bit of, um, I know the illustrator term of what I'm trying to say, but like add a little bulk to a letter sometimes. Yeah, you know? make it a little beefier, make it a little yeah, bit make it more a little, chunkier. Yeah, so they don't look too thin and delicate on something that's maybe a heavier border. So it really yeah. is like that's its own little art piece that happens after they place it. Because I will tell you the letter J is a tricky letter no matter where wow. it is placed on the thing it is a tricky letter so anytime i see a j pop up i'm like let me show you a few examples of the letter j and you know just kind of it's just one of those letters that just doesn't sit well with other letters so you know we really try That's so to, funny yeah so popular it's such a popular it, it, letter it is. You have so many names to start with it and everything. So, but I mean, we definitely can make it work, but it's one of those tricky letters that may not work in every single 
style. So, and then, you know, it doesn't even have to be a monogram when it's personalized too. You know, we do the milestone pillow collection for baby rooms and we do lots of handwritten notes, which I think is really cool. So, you know, you can write out your note and then we digitize it and actually print it on the pillow or we can, you know, put it in the rug as well. I just think that's really cool. There's different ways to personalize it beyond the monogram. Okay. So June St. George. Now I know the answer, but let's talk about this. <laughs> you just no, want to talk, what, about, talk I about Sailor, don't you? Everybody wants yes. to talk about Sailor. <laughs> oh my gosh. She is so yeah. cute. The oh. video that you have on Instagram with her in the car and she takes down her glasses, her sunglasses is hysterical. I don't know yes. how you got that. Like, no, many- okay. That is all her. People always ask me, oh, did you train her to do that? I'm like, nope. She does that all on her own. She was squinting so hard. So I said, do you want my sunglasses? And she's like, sure. And so she puts the sunglasses on. And every time someone walked by our car, she'd flick them off and she'd look at them. And then she'd look at me, like, put the sunglasses back on. It was so funny. She is. She's a diva. She's a model. She owns a room. She does. She has a dog. And she is. She is half human, half dog, I think. So obviously, so her full name is June Sailor Pansy. That's her full name. So obviously I had June Sailor what? Pansy. 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 Like the flower. flower. Mm -hmm. That's my dad's favorite flower. And he got me and he got Sailor for me. So I had to, had to give him a little bit of credit. So that's her full name. And so that's kind of where the, the June came from for June St. George. And then St. George is the patron saint of England. I went to school in England for textiles. That's where I found my love. So it kind of blends family and studies, Southern and global. So that's where the name comes from. What kind of dog is she? Did Is she from, like, is she a full bread? Yes. Or she yes. She's a Havanese. A Havanese. A Havanese. Okay. All three of my girls are Havanese. They are smart, smart dogs, um, almost too smart. So they're Cuban dogs. And they were brought to the U.S. originally um, as circus dogs. That's how smart they are. And um, But they always look like puppies because their back legs are longer than their front legs. So they have, like, this, like, really cute puppy gait, you know, when they run. It's just and they're so soft. They don't shed. They're, like, the perfect dog. <laughs> no, so we're all online. Um, we are in a few boutiques in the South. Uh, and they, they kind of carry like our most popular designs, or if you want to work with them in person, uh, to create a rug, they're always there to help you too. And then we partner with interior designers. Um, so that's kind of how you can get the experience in person. Um, or I do travel some, I travel, you know, one state North, one state South kind of thing. Um, I have a couple clients in Virginia that I travel up and, you know, carry my little palm box with them and work with them in person. Um, or you have interior de- local interior designers we work with. Um, we actually just started working with an interior designer in New Zealand who is opening a storefront. So it's kind of cool. We just sent our palm color box to them because um, we have our own color set and own palm boxes. Oh, wow. And our um, wool is sourced from New Zealand. So I think it's kind of cool that the, you know, the wool started there and the yeah. wool has, uh, has ended up there. So. I think that's that's really unique. She was actually a client first, and she loved the pieces so much. She decided that she wanted to start carrying them as an interior designer and carry them in her shop. So I feel very honored to to work with her all the way across the world. So your website mentioned that you use New Zealand wool, New Zealand wool. What is that exactly? 
So New Zealand wool is kind of like the wool that you want um, in your rugs for a couple of reasons. Um, New Zealand wool is cruelty free. They, I mean, they are incredibly strict on the guidelines of the sheep's care, the five freedoms of, you know, the animals have, you know, like access to water, freedom to roam, that kind of thing, freedom from uh, injury. So the way that they're sheared is very um, humane. You know, there's no cruelty involved. The sheep live very good lives year after year. And um, sheep actually have to be sheared. Um, Otherwise they can get stuck on their back and, they just die out in the wild. So sheep are actually one of those animals that have to be sheared anyway. So it's a very, it's, it's a very humane cruelty-free process. Um, and so we're part of the um, campaign for wool, which means that we will only source cruelty-free wool. And um, part of the reason it's such a strong, uh, you know, product is, the climate in New Zealand is ideal. Because- Hello. I'm so sorry. It was cutting in and out and then it just dropped you. And so. I don't know. Um, okay. Can you hear well, me so now? Well, Yeah, I can hear you now. And so you were talking about the wool in New Zealand. Yeah. And, and it coming over here. Yes. Um, so I was, I think what I was saying is um, that the climate for uh, wool is perfect in New Zealand. Um because we get really nice long strands. And um, when wool is sourced from places like India, where it's a much warmer climate, the sheep don't grow as long as strands. You actually have to spin oh. the uh, wool together, which creates just less color consistency, a rougher texture, and a lot more shedding. Because if you think about it, it's like twisted together. Um, so you're going to get really soft, fluffy, gorgeous wool from New Zealand. So that's kind of why um, I selected New Zealand. And then I partner with manufacturers who use New Zealand wool. And then we always vet that it's actually New Zealand wool. There are a lot of manufacturers who be like, yeah, it's New Zealand wool. And then you run your hand across it and you're like, "Mm -hmm. no, it's not. (laughs) You kind of have to have that education. So really good way of of knowing is just kind of roughly like scratching at the rug. And if you're getting really short strands that are coming out, you kind of know that it's um, it, it's like an Indian wool or something like that. If you're just getting kind of like light fuzzies out of it, then you know yeah. it's New Zealand wool. So I might have to make a video on that and kind of show people what I'm talking about. But um, it's very important to use New Zealand wool so you can make sure that you are cruelty free. Um, you know, like countrywide, they're cruelty free. Um, and so any manufacturer that I partner with, we just launched Oshiks. Um, Oshiks are one of those tricky ones because they do come from India that you really have to make sure that it is actually uh, New Zealand wool. So that was important when I was launching those that we, we use that high quality wool and that's going to make it last a lifetime too. Okay. How do you say it? I say Osh for a pronunciation because I need uh, to learn this. Um, Oshik. Oshik. You can also okay. say Ushik because it can be, you can say it with like a U at the front um, because it can be said either way. So Ushik or Oshik. Oh my goodness. I'm going to have to have a recording of how to pronounce it because yeah. <laughs> this is not my specialty. I used to want to be an anchor and reporter growing up and I wanted to be on the radio, all the things. And my pronunciation of words incorrectly hits the mark at least once a day. I don't I know. Up- yeah, I look up videos of everything because I, I always say things wrong. 
I think I said um, Matuk wrong for like the longest time. I think I said Maltauk or something. I mean, it's just a Southern thing. We just say it like we see it. So Yeah. Oh, well, thank you for saying that because my mother corrects me all the time and she worked for a designer growing up. And so she knows all the pronunciations of all the words. Mm -hmm. And here I am, like you said, I see it and Hooked on Phonics worked for me. I mean, we just <laughs> looked at it. <laughs> That's yep, how I exactly. It. Just say it how you see it. Yep. I love it. Nothing okay. wrong with it. We can always learn something. Exactly. So what would you say, what would you say is your most popular rug that people tend to gravitate towards? I know everybody is so different, mm-hmm. but in their tastes and stuff, but do you have a rug that you yes. are? Yes. Yes. The Clementine Grace, which is our bows. Um, oh. I think it's like the most quickly identifiable June St. George piece we have. Um, so it is so pretty. Wildly popular, both on rugs and pillows. Everything we do, the bows, bows, bows. Everybody wants it's them. So, from, it's from, so elegant. It's yes, so elegant. We've used it in nurseries. We've used it in formal living rooms. I mean, you just name it. It is definitely the most popular. The nutcracker design will sometimes like start to, I mean, month to month, the nutcracker will win toward the end of, you know, the year that it's just crazy popular, you know, like the Brit Ford caning collection, super popular in the summer, um, the Camden borders, super popular for gifting, but the bows, the Gracie Clementine always going to win so and they're named after clementine grace is named after um a set of twins from a lovely lady named lizzie who kind of helped me um when i was starting out with my business she had just had the twins i named the clementine grace after her girls i love that i did the same thing when i was designing children's clothes um i would name different pieces after different um mother's children's Mm -hmm. you know different kids that I knew. And so I, I thought it was a great way to and for supporting me and, um, and it made it really special. And normally, you know, you don't think of certain names. So when other people come to your life, it expands your viewpoint, your horizons. And so you come up with different things. So everything, I was going to say, everything is named after somebody or something, either uh, someplace well, I, I wanna... traveled or yeah. somebody important in my life. Everything on my website is named after somebody. Well, I'm de- I'm bound and determined to get a faith rug. I will um... work on that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing it down now. Faith rug or at least a monogram style. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I love custom things. Yes. I mean, yeah, I want to get on that. I told, um, oh bobble stockings kate stewart i told her i said i want to um design a fiesta stocking for you and when i was looking at your rugs i was looking i was like oh well i wonder if she could do like a tree skirt i wonder if they could do like a and it gives i have a fiesta tree i have a fiesta tree um our last name is i say it viriel but the correct pronunciation is much different um so i have it can be spanish or mexican but it's a latino christmas tree it's and so it's really fun and colorful and bright. I'm always looking. Oh, what are the tree for the tree skirt? And I thought I'm literally oh, like dreaming of this right now because we just did a moon shaped like, rug, like a crescent moon rug. So I don't know why we couldn't, you know, create a round rug and then just cut like a little crescent into it. I like it. Okay. No, we're cutting it out again. It's cutting it out. You might have to move oh, your head. Can a you hear me? Way. Yes, I can hear you. 
We're going to be like that commercial. Is this better? Okay. I think so. (laughs) Can you hear me now? I hate. That's you. Okay. I hate to interrupt. No. Starting to dream with me, but oh my goodness, if you ever want to dream big, you just call me up and I'll go, oh, that's a great idea. Yes, do that. Have you thought about this? It's so much fun. (laughs) It's so much fun. I love it. Okay. So. You have talked about the nutcracker rugs and how you have like different seasonal type things, but the process for doing a bespoke rug is 10 to 14 weeks, correct? So people need a plan yes. in mm-hmm. advance. Yes. People think we're crazy in July. No. Plan- planning Christmas and we're like, please, let's just do it. You're not going to have any regrets when it gets there, you know, Thanksgiving and you already have your holiday already planned out. No regrets. Just go ahead and order it now. <laughs> <laughs> just go ahead and do it um now people really should be ordering for spring in my opinion because right now you could get it like you wouldn't be able to get it for christmas right yeah you can still get it you can still get it um for christmas through about september oh, um, cool. early early to mid september yeah so right now is like Christmas, like everything we're doing right now is pretty much Christmas orders um, for people. And then we kind of start winding that down just for rugs, for pillows. We'll keep them going um, as long as we can, you know, as long as we kind of keep up with manufacturing and saying like, what's your workload and everything? How much longer can you work? (laughs) You know, how how many more can you do? And we'll squeeze those out through even December sometimes um, for gifts. So, but with rugs, kind of we're kind of getting in that last month of um, last 30 days of our ordering window so is there is there any products that you have that are in stock ready to ship or is everything custom yeah um like our nutcracker pillows they don't like we have a couple of colorways like our pink one that you see a lot a traditional red and green one a blue one that's really popular so we keep those in stock throughout the holidays because those are such grabbing you know, good grab and go gifts. Um, so we keep those in stock heavily throughout the holidays. Um, we have some, um, in stock rugs just with nice all over designs and little accent pieces. Um, so we keep those in stock. So we have a few things that we keep in stock, um, obviously with our boutiques and that we're a part of, they keep lots of stuff in stock too. So we can always point you to those. And then we always have gift cards and we kind of make the gift cards very special with the beautiful presentation. So if somebody needs a gift, we're always ready to go with those. Yes. I would like a gift card to June St. George if anybody's <laughs> listening. What's next? Yeah. Oh my goodness. I'm going to need some just like put that out in the universe. <laughs> yes. I'm going to need one. Okay. So people want to know, and I talk about this with all the guests because this is my jam. So tell me about the paint colors in your home. Do you know them? I Okay. This is something that I like impressively can literally list off the top of my head because we've done so many renovations and we always need to touch up. So let me walk <laughs> you through it. <laughs> All right. So you walk into our foyer and it's like a two-story foyer, very open. And with four years, you really want to have a color that's going to introduce you to the rest of the home. So you kind of want to set the stage there. So ours is um, like molded wood, you know, like framed out wood. So it's actually our trim color that goes throughout the house. And that's, uh, we use all Sharon Williams colors. And that is a white flower, like flour, like you cook with. Um, So white flour. 
and I, um, it's a creamy white, no yellow. It has beige undertones. We didn't want any yes. yellow undertones. Yes. Uh, but I think that it's gorgeous. And it's like, it's the perfect trim color. I mean, especially for our house, we have lots of natural light. Um, so we could not go too stark or it would just look like builder's white. Um, yes. so we have white flower and that transitions perfectly. We call our the next room. It's kind of like our formal living room. It's called the grand salon um, from the builders, but we used um, Ibis white and it is, mm. it is such an elegant we, white. We just wanted something slightly feminine, something that would pick up on sunsets. Um, cause it's got like two story arched windows in there. So again, lots of light, lots of connection to the outside, great views of sunset. So it has that like pinky undertone, but you don't see it until sunset. So it kind of like transforms throughout the day. It's, it's beautiful. So I know it sounds boring when it's used like white, white, but then you see the spaces and how they communicate and how they change with all the light that comes in the space. And you're like, Oh, I get it now, <laughs> you know? And then you really have like this beautiful palette to, you know, layer in art on top of that. Then we go into um, like our family areas, like our breakfast room, our kitchen, the gathering room. And we have um, Zircon Gray. It's, oh, I don't know if you've ever used it. It is so perfectly balanced. It can be warm or cool depending on what's around it. There's really, it's like one of those magical colors that doesn't have a lot of undertones. So it just picks <laughs> up whatever's around it. And, um, it's, there's not a lot of expansive walls in there. It's very open. So anything darker would just look choppy. Yeah. You know? I don't, it's in the historic timeless color palette. So I haven't, I'm, I haven't used it. It's very underused. I've used a lot of colors. It's, I typically it's beautiful. Yeah. It may have like a little bit of a lilac undertone. Um, but that's really good that that it's neutral for you. And the white flower, um, people have to be very careful with it because like you said, it has a beige pinky mm -hmm. undertone. And so does that, you said iris white. Ibis, so, ibis white. Uh -huh. Ibis white. So um, it doesn't always look right in everybody's home, but your home is, has a lot of natural light. Lots of natural lot of, light. Mm -hmm. And you have a lot and you want it to have that creaminess. You don't want it to have that stark. Yes, builder. but no yellow. No, <laughs> no, no. yellow. We're very yeah. anti-yellow in this house for some reason. <laughs> well, we saw a lot of it growing up, probably. Yes, almonds, yeah. Yeah, and so if you grew up in the, if you were around in that time in the 90s or 2000s, you're probably just kind of over yeah. the yellow thing. Yes, I, I like a very clean that. look. Yeah. Yes, yes. And do you have pictures of your house on your Instagram? I do. So a lot of what you see, um, a lot of what you see is actually my interior design work, um, photographed, you know, we'll, we'll take different rugs and put them different places. So you'll definitely see, um, the foyer there. Um, I don't know if you'll see the grand salon in there, but yeah, if you look around, you'll, you'll definitely see some pictures of, um, my home in the background. There's um, a room that's, um, dark wood, masculine study, and the wall color is basil. And then we have. Uh, I love hair, that. Yeah. Herringbone, Ralph Lauren, wool, um, draperies. Uh, and one of my rugs is in there as well. The keystone. So if you ever see that one, that's in my home. So, and then my office is um, Starry Nights. So oh, okay. it's just such a sweet color. It's very 
just soft and very relaxing. So we'll have to do a um, like a TikTok tour or something. You know, actually on my TikTok, I did a walkthrough of one of my parties one time. Um, oh. So you might be able to see some sneak peeks of, of the house there. I love it. I mean, I could look at your rugs all day long. They are so stinking cute. Oh my That's gosh. So I'm going to to say you're going to have to literally help me decide which one to oh, help yeah. me on. And we may have to do a video and like help people see how the process is or I'll, That's a I'll great do that. Idea. Yeah, no, I love that idea. <laughs> um, Okay, so what is your social media? The Instagram is June St. George. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then what is your website? Um, just junestgeorge.com. Super easy to remember. <laughs> and then you have a blog that's connected to your website. Yes, and- so it's just connected. Yeah, just linked yeah. right off of it. And you talk about, about the rugs, about the quality of the wool, how, mm-hmm. what spill, if there's any spills, how to... Yeah, like the entire blog on the care of the rug. So if anybody purchases a rug from you and they don't know what to do or how to care for it, they can use that as a resource. You have that at their fingertips. Yeah. And and the process, because I went online and I did like a mock-up, it was super easy. Oh, that's so good to hear. Yeah, we definitely have been perfecting that for five years, finding that perfect balance of user-friendly and having enough options, but not too many options that yes. you get overwhelmed. Yeah. So it's, it's just, we wanted it to be fun to use primarily. Well, I am so grateful that you chose to share part of your day with me. If there's anything that you need from me color wise, you just, you just grab on to me because I'm long for the ride with you, but I would love for everybody to go and check you out on Instagram or your, do you have a Facebook? Yes. We're just shop June St. George on Facebook. And you have a TikTok, I'm sure. We do. Unfortunately, I I always get embarrassed to say it, but we do. And we have a little bit of fun on there. So that's fun to follow along with. Lots of June Sailor. Lots of June Sailor. (laughs) Yes. I think TikTok's with a younger generation and it tends to be just more fun. And it is. It is. You can just, yeah, you can step out of your box a little bit. And then Facebook for a different demographic and then you have Instagram you know Mm -hmm. Instagram seems to be where a lot of our community is and they've been very very good to everybody over there well thank you so much for joining us do you have anything you want to promote or you want to share with us before you go it's just been so lovely chatting with you. I just want to keep chatting about color all the time. So let's just hang up on this podcast and then jump on the phone and start talking about color. <laughs> oh, I'm definitely going to call you because I want to talk it. about that Christmas um, a tree skirt. Yes. I, I literally was sketching it out as we were talking. So I've got ideas. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Allie Catherine. It was so lovely to chat with you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.